get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us here on 101 ESPN. And it's always great to visit with our friend and uh, former PGA Tour pro, Jay Delsing. Golf with Jay Delsing Sunday mornings here on 101 ESPN. And Tiger is returning to the Memorial this weekend. And Jay is always good to talk about Tiger and the Tour on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Hey, Randy. Michelle, how you guys doing? Doing well. You and I did a show back in the day at 5.50, and we would do an hour a week, and it seems like we would try to find other things to talk about. This is 2004, 2005. Other things to talk about than Tiger Woods on the tour. And here we are 15 years later, Jay, and we're still talking about Tiger Woods and his effect on the tour. It's pretty remarkable. You know, it is, Randy. This guy just moves our needle, and he, he really moves the sports needle. He's uh, generational for sure. I don't know what sort of adjective we could use that would be bigger than that, but he uh, he's pretty special. Jay, I was reading that uh, Tiger and Bryson DeChambeau played together in a practice round yesterday, and a lot of people were paying attention to that. And afterwards, they were interviewing Bryson about uh, playing with Tiger, and here was his quote. He said, back in the day, he was it. He was the golden star. He was the one everybody looked up to. So while he still moves the needle with us from a fan's perspective in golf, how do you think the guys who are actually in it view Tiger Woods right now? Yeah, great, great question, Michelle. You know, there was a time where he had this mystique that he seemed smarter than everybody else. He's certainly better than than everybody else, but there's been so many cracks in that, uh, oh gosh, that kind of wall that he put up that uh, no one is, these young players are not intimidated by him anymore. They're not afraid of what he can do on the golf course anymore. When we were playing against him, we were like, wait a second, Here's a, this is like playing poker with a guy that has all the aces every time. I mean, he's longer than us. He puts better than us. He he thinks better than us. And you know that's not the case with uh, with uh, the competition that's out on the PGA Tour right now. And what Bryson is doing, you guys, I think it's just so it's 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 refreshing in the sense that he's doing this all his own way. You know, we've got so many guys that are kind of taught to swing the same and do the same thing as this guy and that guy. And he's out there just flying his freak flag man and i love it i think it's great do you think having uh other golfers who are currently on tour jay kind of needle tiger woods in that way and it's such a public manner is something that golf needs because whether you loved tiger woods or you hated him golf needs a villain and i think if people either you know exalt tiger or they kind of view him as hey he's not that big of a threat maybe that makes them the villain by talking badly about tiger well, you, you really have to be careful about what you do to the Golden Goose. You know, <laughs> what, what, Tiger's, what Tiger's done for golf, you guys, is what Wayne Gretzky did for the NHL back when he moved from Edmonton to L.A. So our water level from salary-wise and purse-wise has just gone crazy, all because of Tiger. 
And um, so you can do whatever you want with him. But, you know, he's one of those guys. I don't know if you remember some of this stuff, but we, we used to have the Accenture match play at the beginning of the year. And Tiger's one of those guys that he'll go. I think in other sports they call it bulletin board material. But he looks for things to get him motivated. And, and Kevin Na came out, or Stephen Ames came out, one time and said, you know, I don't know what the whole big deal is about Tiger. I'm playing him in the first round, you know, here this week, and, you know, I'm playing great. And Tiger beat him 9-7. Uh, and seven. <laughs> he, he just, yeah, it, it's kind of like what we saw from Michael Jordan, right? It's that same sort of level of competitiveness where if somebody says they're better, Tiger's going to prove them wrong. Yeah, Randy, he's got gears that we've not, we've not seen that often because – Prior to, you know, with Jack and Arnold and all the, the, the stars and icons that came before, it was pretty genteel. And, you know, there were some fist pumps and everything. But Tiger made it known that not only did he want to beat you, he wanted to just grind you into the dirt. He wanted to beat you by 20. And he didn't care if it was brash or, or whatever. And I think golf needed it. I mean, we're, we, we can just get so stale sometimes. With the history and everything is terrific. But it's so... Ah, sometimes you know, and it's. I think it. I think. Well, I know it's just been. It's been great for the game, and it's brought in a much wider uh, variety of spectator for us. And we want to talk about the new brash guy a little bit more in a moment. But I want to go back to something you mentioned that young players think the course as well as Tiger. And I've always thought that's what separated Tiger Woods. Who do you think is at least challenging him with that ability to think their way through a round? Well. Boy, I don't know if anybody thinks their way through a round as well as Tiger does, but you look at a guy like Brooks Kepka, and this is another guy that's always looking for some drama that he can put, you know, put and figure out how to, how to make it him against everybody else. And he, and he, and he motivates himself this way. And he really gets, um, gets up for the big events, which is not easy to do, you guys, when you're trying to do your prep. You know, how do you get yourself peaking at the right time? So Brooks Kepka's got this special it factor when I notice it that it's it's pretty good. I was doing PGA Tour Live last week at the for the Workday Charity Open, and Brooks Kepka was in our featured groups, and he's not playing worth a damn right now. He, he's hitting the driver all over the place. But uh, another guy talent-wise that I just love to watch is Justin Thomas. I mean, last week he just – dismantled the golf course for the majority of it and had a little problem coming in and Colin Morikawa just, you know, really rose up and, and snatched the, the tournament from him. But um, we've got three young guys, you, you guys right now, that are um, really fun to watch. They're, they're not at the level that Tiger is in terms of thinking and managing his way around the course yet, but Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, and uh, Matthew Wolf. You know, these guys are in the early 20s. I think Hovland's only 20, and he's the first player on the PGA Tour from Norway, for God's sakes. It's just great It's just great to see this international game. But, you know, I, I've sometimes taken aback when I watch this. I'm like, what? I, I thought when I was playing the tour that it was so interesting and cool, and it, it wasn't at all. We were all just the same kind of vanilla guys <laughs> to do our thing. And now we have it, you know, it, the PGA Tour is the world tour. We've got flags flying from so many different countries. It's terrific to see. 
Uh, Jay, I have one more Tiger question for you. I think the last time that we spoke to you here on Carriker and Smallman, I asked you about golfers adjusting to not having fans in the gallery. But Tiger Woods is a completely different beast when it comes to dealing with fans. I have never seen anything like it in sports, watching crowds follow him around. So how do you think he's going to adjust to that? Great. Another great question, Michelle. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The one thing that I know about this dude is that when he gets his focus on, I don't think it matters. You know, you could put him anywhere, and I think he could he could do his thing. But this is a guy that definitely plays up to the crowds and definitely peaks and can channel that energy from the people in a real positive way for himself. It, it's just still weird, you guys, to sit out there and look at this um, memorial golf course and property that's just gorgeous, and you're so used to seeing, you know, 40,000, 50,000 spectators on the course every day and walking around, you know, see him hitting shots into nine and 18, which is beautiful amphitheater type settings. And there's not a soul soul around. It's just, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. And what they're doing this week hasn't been done. You guys, since the fifties where they actually play back to back tour events on the same venue. So there's all sorts of crazy new normals. I'm not sure I even, I don't even know what's going on, but I can't <laughs> wait for the Cardinals to come back and the blues to start the playoffs and, and, I, and we definitely want spectators back on the golf course. I do, at least. Yeah, me too. Hey, Jay, I want to go back to Bryson DeChambeau. And he is, uh, he'll is he be a great villain if he keeps it up. And he was kind of a villain last year because of the pace of play. And now he's built himself up. He already had that scientific approach. Now he's, he's built like the Hulk. And we've talked before about how Tiger changed the game, how Kepka changed the game. Now DeChambeau is hitting the ball 400 yards off the tee with a scientific approach and his just his monstrous body. Is he a guy that changes the game now going forward? Do kids look at Bryson DeChambeau and say, okay, that's what I want to be? Well, well, Randy, how, how do they not? You know, all sports is copycat once you see success. I mean, look at how basically what we're watching right now, you guys, on the PGA Tour is the Tiger effect. He's just brought massive amounts of, of power into the game. And, and unlike the other sports, like where Barry Bonds did, you know, changed his body by using drugs and everything, you see Bryson DeChambeau looks like he's got a little peanut head on top of this massive body. This just looks so unusual. But that's what it looks like when you do it, you know, legitimately. I really am expecting to see um, somebody jump on the bandwagon. And I think uh, Eddie Pepperell, he's a, a, a player from – England, it's um, a, a good player. You probably haven't heard much of him. He doesn't play over here a whole lot. Has gone on social media and kind of gone, I'm coming after you, Bryson. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, try to bulk up. And there's a big bag of protein powder in his, <laughs> in his post. And uh, so I, I do think they're, they're going to go after it that way, guys. And it was inevitable, really. But what's really interesting is Bryson has the, all the weirdness about him, you know, because he's he's got clubs that are all the same length. And, you know, he's just got a... a a bag of uh, a clubs and just a whole mindset that is completely different. And he's not afraid to test or push any of these limits that have never even been broached before, at least not in my time. Pretty incredible. Jay Delsing, we will look forward to hearing you Sunday morning at 9 here on 101 ESPN. Of course, people can check out your website, jdelsinggolf.com, for tips. And you can look back on some of the shows, and you give great golfing tips on the show. So we're looking forward to that, and we appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. Oh, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on.